right. Good morning, LifePoint. Hope everyone is doing well and enjoying the weekend and um, the nice 50-degree weather. It's been awesome. So, uh, but man, thank you all so much for being here. Those online, thank you for hanging out with us on that platform. We're excited to have you here today or whenever you're watching. So, today we're kicking off a new four-week message series called Forgotten. And what we're going to be doing in this series is we're going to be looking at four different virtues that we see throughout Scripture that if we're being completely honest with ourselves, are, have kind of been forgotten in our society and in our culture today. Four v- virtues, again, that are in Scripture that we as Christ followers should be living out every second of every day. Yet sometimes they're an afterthought. And so we've got to get back to the point where we are living these things out and we are normalizing them and we are bringing them back to the place that they should be. Again, especially in our lives as followers of Jesus. Because if it's in Scripture and we're commanded to do these things, then they're going to be necessary and required for us to be and do all that God has created us to be and do. I talk about that a lot. But I want you to understand that you have a purpose. God intentionally put you here at this point in time in history, in the area, at at the place, with the people, for you to do certain things, to live on mission. And in order for you to do that, these values are going to play a key piece. And so over the next few weeks, we're going to be talking about the forgotten virtues of loyalty, the forgotten virtue of integrity, gratitude. But today, this Memorial Day weekend, I believe it's fitting that we kick things off by talking about the forgotten virtue of honor. Now, how many of you would be honest, whether you're online, you can can participate, raise your hand, an emoji or whatever, here in person, raise your hand. But how many of you would agree that here in America, specifically, 2021, that as a culture and a society, we've kind of lost sight of and, and maybe even forgotten the importance of honor. Yeah, a lot of hands went up real quick. We have, it's a lost virtue. It, it's kind of this afterthought to us, right? Like here in America, we've somewhat forgotten it, but in other cultures, in other um, countries, honor is so important. It's powerful. In fact, if, you know, once travel bans get lifted and if you want to travel internationally, you actually have to do some research and study about how do I honor people in this other culture and make sure that I don't offend them. Because certain things that we do and say and hand gestures that we do in America are totally different in other countries. And honor is a big deal. In in Korea, for example, when you, when you go into uh, maybe a less formal environment, but you want to greet somebody, they bow, right? It, they bow as a just light little nod as a way of honoring people. If it's a more formal setting or a professional setting, um, they will bow even further. They call it like a 90-degree bow where they bow all the way down. It's showing honor. That's, a, that's rooted in their culture. When they meet somebody for the first time, they actually use formal language. It's a whole different type of language that they use 
formal language. And if you don't use, if you use informal language when you meet somebody, they see that as a sign of just major disrespect and dishonoring. So different cultures have these things, right? In, in Japan, they don't make eye contact with each other when they talk because in their culture, that's a sign of aggression. So in order to honor one another, they don't make eye contact. If you go over there, you know, we think we need to make eye contact. You stare someone down, they're thinking, bro, this dude's about to fight me. But honor is so important in other parts of the world and other cultures. But not so much here in America. We've, we've kind of forgotten this virtue. So much so that when someone actually shows you honor, like you're kind of taken back by it. Right? You're kind of surprised. You're like, whoa, that was weird. Kind of cool, but weird. You don't know what to do with it. Um, most of you all know Pastor Christian. He's... Um, um, one, of, one of our partners, his, his church is, uh, meets on Sundays after ours out in the building out front, and uh, they're a Congolese congregation, and they are big on showing honor. And it, it, it took me off guard because when I met with some of their people and they wanted to come talk to me about a few things, they always brought a gift as a way of honoring me. And I'm like, you didn't have to do that. But then I had to be real careful because I can't reject it because then I dishonor them. It's, it's surprising, unfortunately, when people honor us because we're just not used to it. But honor is a powerful, powerful thing. It needs to be rooted in our culture and in our lives, again, especially as followers of Jesus. So we need to rediscover and begin to implement this virtue in our lives. And my hope and my prayer is that today and throughout this series that you'll actually like drop your guard and allow God to speak to you about maybe some of these virtues in your own life because I'm going to be honest already I've been challenged just preparing and working through this message of areas of my life where I'm maybe not honoring people like I should or I haven't and I need to switch it up because we've forgotten this virtue and the power of it and to help us to see this a little more clearly I want us to check out the first six verses in Mark chapter 6 and this is when Jesus returns to his hometown and just to give you a little bit of context um, to, to this passage, before this, uh, before returning back home, Jesus was actually run out of town, like out of his own hometown by his own people. And so he's gone for a full year, and on that full year, he's traveling, right? He's teaching, he's preaching, he's doing miracles, he's, he's doing all these incredible things. He's healing the sick and raising people from the dead. He's just, it's amazing, astonishing things that he's doing. And, you know, he feeds Thousands of people with, you know, five loaves of bread and a couple fish. He does these amazing, amazing things, and then he returns back home. And when he gets back home, we're going to find that the people there did not show him honor yet again. And we're going to see how powerful honor and dishonor can be because of how it affects Jesus' ministry. So let's check this out. Mark chapter 6, we're going to start off reading in verse 1. Check it out, it says, Jesus left there and went to his hometown, accompanied by his disciples. When the Sabbath came, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many who heard him were amazed. A, a common uh, reaction when, when Jesus began to teach. They were amazed. They said, where does this man get these things, they asked. What's this wisdom that he's been given? What are these remarkable miracles he is performing? Basically, they're like, man, this dude, he's the truth. Like, this dude is incredible. 
Like, what he's saying is solid. It's on point. Like, he's doing all these amazing miracles. It's phenomenal. But then in verse 3, it shifts. Someone steps up and said, wait, isn't this the carpenter? Isn't this Mary's son and the brother of James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon? Aren't his sisters, like, here with us? And they took offense at him. So they're like, no, wait a minute. This dude, he's just an ordinary guy. That's the dude that built your kitchen table. It's the carpenter. Like we were, we were out hanging out with his sisters just the other day. Like, this dude is just an ordinary dude. Verse 4, Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor except in his own town, among his relatives and his own home. The Greek word here that we see translated into without honor is the word atomos, which means to dishonor, to despise, to treat as common or ordinary. So for example, if you want to have a common, stale, stagnant relationship or marriage, dishonor one another. Treat them as just common. Treat your partner as ordinary. That will lead to a common, ordinary, stale marriage. This is why at the beginning of a marriage or a relationship in general, it's exciting, right? It's, it's all full of love and, and gifts. You know, they're opening the door for one another. They're pulling out chairs. They're constantly speaking positive things over them. They'll do almost anything to make that person feel special and loved. But then you reach like year like two, three, five, seven, eight, and it's just like, oh, it's just it's my spouse, right? It's my partner, whatever. And it becomes stale because you all of a sudden you stop treating them as valuable and worthy. You stop showing them honor, and you start treating them as ordinary. Honor is a powerful thing. So the flip side of that, of dishonor, is actually honor, right? Which, which means to value, to respect, highly esteem. It's, it's honor to treat as precious, valuable. That's what honor truly means. So let me, let me give you another example of this. So here, I brought up, if you can see it, this is just a baseball, right? This is what would be... Just an ordinary, common, run-of-the-mill baseball. But this baseball is incredibly valuable to me personally because my favorite baseball player of all time, Hall of Famer, King Griffey Jr., signed this ball. Has his autograph on it. So this ball right here, just a baseball. But if I have ascribed value to it because of the name that's written on it. I would never treat this baseball as an ordinary baseball, right? I got a baseball bag full of old, dirty, jacked-up baseballs at home in my garage. So if I'm going to go out and throw a baseball with Sawyer or whatever, we're going to use one of those. If one of those balls flies over the fence in the neighbor's yard, I'm probably just going to be like, eh, no big deal. I'm not even going to go get it because I got a bunch of them. I treat those balls as ordinary. They don't have a lot of value. Never would I throw this ball. I don't even handle it. 
It stays in this nice UV ray protective case. I've had this for 20 plus years. It's out of the sun, UV ray protective. It's perfectly white, no yellow. It's great. I love this ball. Don't mess with this ball. But this ball has value to me. It's just a baseball with some ink marks on it. But I have said, no, this ball is valuable. I hold it in high esteem, honoring. Man, when you honor somebody, you esteem them. You respect them, a value. You lift them up. When you dishonor, you devalue. You despise. You tear down. Honoring someone believes the very best in them. Dishonoring, typically, you see the worst in them. Honoring lifts up, encourages, speaks life over people. Dishonoring tears them down. It destroys. And I'm sure many of you might be thinking, well, that's, that's cool, but, but I can't really treat some people with honor because they're not honorable. They don't deserve to be treated with honor. I know that's what I think from time to time. It's like, I want to honor this person, but they're not a good person. <laughs> Check this out. I want to challenge you with that thought a little bit, with, with this respect is something that's earned. Right? I think we'd agree with that. Respect is something that's earned, but honor is freely given. To honor someone is a choice. You choose to show them honor. Respect is something that is to be earned. You can honor someone simply because of the position that they hold, a title that they hold, or because God has placed them in your life for a certain reason. We can't get into this mindset, well, I'll treat them with honor once they're honorable. No, we just need to show them honor. Maybe you showing them grace and showing them honor, even though they don't deserve it, is going to actually help them to go to that next level. Maybe that will help push them to be more honorable. It will change them. You have a boss that's not honorable, honor them. And maybe things will change. I think about it's like the Chick-fil-A effect, right? Regardless of what you think about Chick-fil-A, whether you like their food, whether you hate their food, whether you don't go because you don't, you know, you don't support their beliefs and all that stuff, that's cool whatever. But one thing you can't deny is that their employees show honor to customers. That's one of the things they're known for. And I promise you, not all their customers deserve that honor. I saw a woman in the drive-thru, two cars ahead of me the other day. She gave her order. They were staying there and she took off. I don't know what she did and rammed into the pole, like right there in the overhang. Like right by one of the employees, it was sketchy as all get out. She gets out, slams door, screaming, cussing, and they treated her with honor. And when they treat those customers with honor, I guarantee you, they get less backlash. Even when an order's wrong because they're teaching or treating someone with honor, they're a little more respectable back. Honor is something that is freely given. You choose to give somebody honor. As we read on in Mark chapter 6, we also see how powerful that spirit of dishonor can be. So honor is powerful, but dishonor is equally powerful. 
right after Jesus um, says only in his hometown is a prophet without honor, the very next verse, verse 5, says this, and he could do no mighty work there. Let me say that again. He could do no mighty work there except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and healed them. And he marveled because of their unbelief. Now, I don't, honestly, I'll be honest, I don't fully understand this. Like, I have lots of questions. I don't fully understand this, but this seems to imply, it appears that because of people dishonoring Jesus, because of their unbelief, either he couldn't or he wouldn't perform certain miracles. He couldn't do certain things because they were dishonoring him. They devalued him. They treated him and approached him as ordinary. Honor and dishonor are very important and very powerful. And unfortunately, in our culture, have been somewhat forgotten. So how do we get it back? Right? Maybe you're sitting here thinking about all the people that you probably should be honoring, but you're not. You're dishonoring. I know as I was working on this, I had plenty of names and plenty of examples running through my head where I kind of feel like crap. I don't want you to feel like crap. We're just going to work on this together, Right? We're all in this thing together. We need to begin to honor people through and through once again. So how do we do that? Well, as always, I think one of the easiest ways to start, because sometimes starting is the most difficult part, taking that first step. So a great first step is saying, hey, what does scripture have to say about who are you to honor? So that's what we're going to do. We're going to look at three different groups of people that we 100% per scripture are to honor. Now, there's plenty of other people, but we're just going to start here, right? So when we look at Scripture, the first group that we see, it's probably the most common. It's a no-brainer if you've been around the church at all. It's a part of the Ten Commandments. The first per- group of people you are to honor is we're to honor our parents, right? We are to honor our parents. Exodus chapter 20, verse 12 says this, Honor your father and mother so that you may live long in the land of the Lord your God is given you. We are told to honor our parents, honor your father, honor your mother. But again, unfortunately, in our culture and society today, man, we see parents constantly being disrespected and dishonored. We see it everywhere. Like, pay attention. Like, next time you go to the grocery store, just watch. Watch interactions. When you go to the mall, like watch on TV shows, we see it. I'm not anti-TV. That's not a weird like, you know, thing like that. But it just, it's just examples of what we see that's being normalized or was part of our culture is dishonoring of parents. But we as followers of Jesus are called and told that we are to honor our parents. That's why when my kids were younger, especially, you know, when they were in trouble and we were having a serious conversation um, we expected them to address us. Yes, yes, sir, no, sir, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. Not because we're on some weird kind of power trip. That's not the case at all. But we were trying to teach them to honor those in authority, right? To honor their parents. Millie's rolling her eyes. I did not do very well. No, I'm just kidding. She's not. But we're to honor our parents. And a lot of times when we hear this, we think of like kids, right? I point out my daughter. You know, kids are. But no, not only just kids, teenagers, 
right? Young adults, adults, into your 50s, 60s, 70s, as long, forever, whether your parents are even, you know, maybe they're deceased, you still can honor them. We are to honor our parents. And again, maybe you're thinking to yourself, well, that's, that's all well and good, but you don't know my parents. They're definitely not worthy of honor. And I get that. Again, I worked 12 and a half years in a psychiatric facility with kids. And I saw the lowest of the low when it comes to parenting. Saw some terrible things being done. Kids. But the reality is, honor is something that's given. Respect, totally different story. Honor, something that we choose to give. Boundaries, put them up. You can still have good, healthy boundaries with your parents if they are not the greatest of people and still honor them. You speak to them with honor. You speak about them with honor. You speak about them to other people with honor. It's a great first step to regaining this virtue of honor in our lives as we honor our parents. The second group that we see in Scripture that we are to show honor to are to those in authority, right? Just in general, those in authority. Romans chapter 13, verse 7 tells us this. It says, give to everyone what you owe them, right? If you owe taxes, pay taxes. If revenue, then revenue. If respect, again, earned. If respect, then respect. Then if honor, then honor. If you owe honor to somebody, give it to them. And those people who are your authority deserve your honor. It's owed to them. Again, whether they earned it or not, doesn't matter. They're your authority. So show them honor. I, I had a, witnessed a, a perfect example of this. And, and this is, let's, let's be real. Like, this is a major struggle today. We don't, we don't really do well with honoring authority that um, we disagree with, Right? And we have a lot of authority maybe in our lives that we disagree with. Politically, things are out of control. <laughs> not taking a stance either way. I don't talk about politics up here. I'm not going to. But I'm going to use an example that I got to witness firsthand that honestly has still stuck with me. This was like four or five years ago. When I worked at Brooklawn, we had a, a, a fundraiser breakfast every year. And at that that breakfast, we always had people that would come and speak. We had people from our organization, some kids, and then some other political or major figures in our community. And one year, again, this was like four or five years ago, we had um, Andy Brashear was there to speak. At the time, he was the attorney general. And then we had uh, Glenna Bevan, who's the wife of Matt Bevan, our former governor. And they were both there. And it was no secret that all the people that were there didn't 100% agree with both of them. I mean, you have two people on different sides of the spectrum here, right? They were both there, and you have a bunch of other people that didn't believe with their maybe viewpoints, their, definitely not their politics, their uh, beliefs, their religion, whatever it may be. It was just a diverse group of people. Yet every single person at that event showed them great honor. When they walked up to them, they shook their hands and said, man, it's an honor to meet you. Thank you for being here with us. Thank you for supporting um, our, our organization. When they both got up to speak, one at a time, the entire place stood up and clapped for them. 
They didn't agree with everything that both of them. It's impossible. You don't agree with everything, with anybody. But they showed them great honor simply because they were their authority. We need more of that in our world today. Doesn't mean you have to agree with them. Doesn't mean you have to like them. But man, showing honor goes a long way. Honor is a powerful, powerful thing. You show honor to those in authority. If you're a student, show honor to your teachers. At your job, show honor to your boss. Man, I've had some doozies. <laughs> Trust me. I had some, some doozies of a boss, man, and sometimes they're not easy to honor. Didn't deserve anything. They didn't deserve respect. I'm just going to keep it real. But I showed them honor the best that I could. We're to honor those who are in authority over us. Again, it might change them. You never know what they're dealing with. And when you show them honor, their attitude might change. You might actually help them to become the leader that they were supposed to be, that they were created to be, they're meant to be. Maybe it was just needing one person just to show them a little bit of honor. Modeling it. Maybe you can introduce them to Jesus as a result. There's so many things that honoring can do. It's powerful. Final group we're going to look at that we see in Scripture that we're called to show honor to are our pastors and our church leaders. And we'll show, we show honor to those who are in a spiritual authority over us. 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 17 says this, The elders who direct the affairs of the church well are worthy of double honor, especially those whose work is preaching and teaching. Kind of awkward for me to be sitting up here saying that. Uh, that is not an ego trip, trust me, but it's in Scripture. And when we're looking at who we're supposed to honor, that is, that is there. And, and to be honest, I, I have, I've been in church my entire life. Been in it, around it, I've worked in churches, been to multiple. And I've seen churches that honored their pastor and church leadership. And I've seen and been in churches that did not honor. So I've seen it both sides, the ones that honored their pastor and leadership and the churches that dishonored them. And their difference is night and day. Because it's not just about dishonoring or honoring one individual or a group of individuals. No, it, it becomes dishonor and disunity. It, it becomes a cancer within that, within that church. And then you find out that, man, it's unhealthy. It leads to unhealth. It's a group of unloving people. You, you feel uncomfortable being in there. It's just not a, a good environment. That's what happens when you are dishonoring to your leadership. That's the same thing in an in a, in a organization or a company. But in the church specifically, we are called and told that we are to do that. And honestly, I, I, it's one of the things I love about being a part of LifePoint Church and, and leading here is that I truly feel honored by, by you all and by the leadership team, and you show me that, and you show that to my family. It's not always perfect, but I definitely know that, that we are honored here, and it's humbling, and it's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing to be a part of. But I also want you to understand that as I read this verse, there's a lot of weight and heaviness that comes with it, because I can't ever get my focus off the word well. And I want you to pay attention to that word well. Let me read this again. The elders who direct the affairs of the church well 
are worthy of double honor. That means those that God places in authority to lead the church, the leadership team, the volunteers, the staff, the pastors, we are charged with leading the church well. And if you know me, I'm pretty open and honest about the fact that I am not perfect. I'm a flawed guy. I'm on a journey just like you are. I just have a different calling. So in order for me to lead LifePoint Church and lead it well, I cannot do it on my own. Our leadership team cannot do it on their own. We have to tap into the power of God and allow him to lead it because without that, we will not lead well. But we seek him. And as we do that, when you show honor and encourage, it lifts us up. It helps us to move forward. It gives us renewed energy, which then brings health to the church across the board because we are all in this thing together. It's not a power trip. It's not an ego boost. It just gives us the strength to say, you know what? We're on mission, and we're moving forward, and we're going to reach as many people as we can. We're going to love as many people as we can, and we're going to honor each other as we go. In order for our leadership team and myself to lead LifePoint well, we have to honor everybody because we are the church. Church can't function. You know, a body, the church is a body. We, the body can't function without the feet and the hands properly. You've got to have all parts, hands, elbows, knees, right? Look at Romans chapter 12, verse 10. We see that, that Paul, man, he kind of gives us a challenge. He gives us a challenge a little bit. Check this out. He says, love one another with brotherly affection. Then he says, outdo one another in showing honor. I'm an extremely competitive person. <laughs> so when I see outdo one another, I'm ready to roll. A little bit of a competition, <laughs> right? We are to outdo one another in showing honor. So going back to that marriage or relationship example, right? If you want to have a thriving, healthy relationship, a lasting relationship, a lasting marriage, make it a point to outdo one another in showing honor within your marriage. Not in a toxic way, but man, just think about it. I'm going to outdo you in showing you honor. Because when you do that, you begin to grow. And maybe your spouse is struggling. Maybe your spouse isn't who they need to be and who they should be. But when you honor them, maybe that will help them to see who they really are. Who they, who they could be. Maybe it will pull them from wherever they are at back to where, back on track, just by showing honor, because honor is powerful. It's a powerful thing. So in the spirit of competition and outdoing one another and showing honor, I'm going to kick it off, you know, because I can, because I'm sitting up here. I got a microphone. But no, I, I just want to take a second, if you allow me, and just honor a few people in my life. That, that mean so much. I want to lead by example. So first, I, I want to take a moment to honor my wife, Jen, who is not here. The weather has kicked her tail. So, um, you know, going from 90 to 50 and windy and cold, she's, she's at home not feeling great. Um, but hopefully she's watching online. She should be. I think she's in there in the comments. I see people shaking heads. Um, but, but Jen, I honor you. Thank you for, for being like my rock, my everything. You make me a better person, a better human, a better father, a better pastor. You believe in me. I've said it all the time. You call me on my crap when I need it. 
in a way that no one else can. I love how you love our kids, love this church, the way you love me. I honor you. You are amazing. So thank you. I want to take a second to honor our, our leadership team and, and volunteers. There's several of you in the room today. Some of you aren't here. Some are watching online. Man, I honor you all. Thank you. Without you all, these people over here, um, we have nothing. Kent and Eric both aren't here. They do so much around this church. Will is like the tech guru as he stands over there. Just in, just look at that. Look at that guy. It's amazing, right? Tyler, they just do, Damon, they do a phenomenal job every week. People come here and clean the church. Darlene has come before COVID on, on just throughout the week and clean, and then we'll do it some now. I just, I thank you. I honor you all. Without you all, LifePoint doesn't exist. You encourage me when I need it. I could not do this. We could not do this without you. We cannot reach the people that, without you. Jared and the leader and the worship team, phenomenal. I honor you all. Thank you all so much. I want to honor each and every one of you all that are here and that's watching online. You've chosen LifePoint Church to be the place where you get on mission and grow spiritually and connect and do life together. You believe in the mission and what we're trying to do to reach the city of Louisville and beyond. Thank you. I honor you all. LifePoint, again, is nothing without you. And most importantly, I honor God today. Truly, my everything, our everything. Without him, I am nothing. I'm barely anything with him. And he's, he's my sustainer. He's my everything. He's my savior. He forgives me and extends grace over and over and over again. And I don't deserve it, but he does. So I honor God above everyone. We have to make it a point to bring honor back into our culture and into our lives. We need to outdo one another in showing honor. And you can do that. But you see, the reality is, is as a culture and a society, honor is slipping away. Again, so much so that when someone shows you honor, you don't even know what to do with it. It's a little uncomfortable. <laughs> and it shouldn't be. It should be the norm. But why is that? Well, I honestly believe that the primary reason that honor has become something forgotten is the fact that people aren't first honoring God because that's where it starts. If we're not honoring God, the, the King of Kings, right, the Lord of Lord, the creator of all things, the sustainer of all things, if we're not showing him honor, how could we ever begin to honor anyone else? We have to show him honor honor but the reality is is we have begun to treat God as common as ordinary the big guy upstairs right six pounds eight ounce little baby Jesus baby Jesus is my favorite some of y'all know that reference some of you don't it's okay if you don't stare blankly at me check out Talladega Nights and Andy's not the one that told you to check it out but no, seriously, we, we've begun to, to treat God as common, as ordinary. Again, reality is king of kings, lord of lords, creator, sustainer. He is coming back. 
And when he does, he's not coming back as little baby Jesus. Oh, as the king, powerful, ready to roll. He's the one that took your rightful place on the cross. Took on your guilt, your shame, your sin so that you could be forgiven. That's him. That's why he deserves honor and praise are everything. And when we begin to bring him honor, we learn to honor others. When we honor him and glorify him, it changes us. Because he lives in and through us. Man, just like, for real, this ordinary baseball, it's ordinary baseball that now has incredible value because it has King Griffey Jr.'s autograph on it. For you, those of you that are followers of Jesus, you too, though ordinary, are now extremely, extremely valuable to God because he's written his name on your heart. You are valuable. Therefore, because of that, not because of anything that you've done for yourself, but because of him and the value that he places on you, we then should honor him. That should be our only response. It's the only logical response when we truly believe that he died and rose again for you and that without him you are nothing. When you truly believe that, the only proper response is all glory and all honor. And as you begin to honor him, then only can you truly begin to bring back that forgotten virtue of honor. So make it a point this week, not only to honor your parents, do that, or your authority, try it, give it a shot. Figure out a way to honor your, your spiritual mentors and leaders, your pastors and the leadership team here. But most importantly, begin to honor God with everything you have. Show him that he's not common because he's not. He is everything worthy of honor. Let's pray. Jesus, we, we, we come before you and we're just so humble and so thankful that you choose to work through us. We're humbled by the fact that we're even able to speak your name. We're humbled by the fact that we actually can show you honor because you deserve it. Jesus, we love you. And may we begin to bring back the virtue of honor in our individual lives, in our church, and in our city and beyond. Not for our own glory, but because we're honoring you. You've asked us to live this way. We're trying to live like you. And living like you means honoring those around us. Jesus, we thank you. As we continue in a spirit of prayer this morning, or whenever you're watching, maybe you're here and you've never come into that relationship with Jesus. As I briefly in this message talked about 
the, the gospel that, that, that God sent his son Jesus to die on the cross, taking on your guilt and shame so that you could be forgiven, so that you could be made right before him. Maybe, maybe something stirred in you. Maybe the spirit started speaking to you that, man, you need to step over that line of faith, that you need to give Jesus your life, that you need to honor him for who he is. First step in honoring him is believing. Scripture says in Romans 10, 9, that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God rose him from the grave, that you'll be saved. It's not coming forward, you know, it's not saying specific words in a specific prayer. It's, it's, it's about your heart connecting with his. It's about believing that you, on your own, can't get it done. That you're sinful that you've got flaws, that you've got failures, you're not perfect, and that you're in need of a Savior, and that He is Jesus, the Son of God, the true Savior. And if you're ready to step over that line of faith, you just have a conversation with Him. Wherever you're at, whether you're watching online, at home, drinking coffee in your pajamas, or listening, driving down the road, or if you're here in person, wherever, you can call on his name at any point in time. Confess that you have flaws, you're not perfect, that you believe that he is the one and only Savior. Plus, you put your faith and your trust in him. However he leads you in that conversation, you just give him your heart, you give him your everything. Receive that gift of salvation that he gives through his death, burial, and resurrection. The first step in honoring him. Honoring what he did for you. And how he placed a value on you when no one else did. If you have questions about that, if you're online, drop it in the comments. Let us know or send us a direct message. I'd love to talk with you. If you're here and you have questions about that, I'll talk to you after the service. I mean, we'd love to walk you through this journey. But maybe you're here this morning and you are a follower of Jesus, but you realize that you are not living a life of honor. You're not honoring those around you. Kind of dishonoring people. Maybe not intentionally. Let me encourage you with the fact that, man, we all have been there. We all struggle with it because none of us are perfect. That's why we need Jesus. But when we honor him, and we spend time with him, and we worship him, and we connect with him, then it becomes easier for us to honor those, especially those that are hard to honor. Again, honoring is a choice. There are certain people that we just need to honor. Set healthy boundaries, yes, when you need to. But you can still honor those people. So ask God, to help you begin to honor those around you. You know who he's putting on your heart right now that you're struggling to honor, whether it be your boss, your teacher, your parent, a friend, your spouse, whoever it may be. Ask him to help you to begin to make that turn and honor once again. Jesus, again, we love you and we thank you. I pray that you would speak truth over each and every person that's here and that's watching online. Jesus, may, may they hear your voice, whatever it is that you need them to hear. 
Whatever's stirring in their heart, Lord, may they be sensitive to your calling, make decisions, do the things that they need to do to move closer to you and to follow your command and lead in their life, Jesus. We love you and we thank you. Speak truth over us during this time, Lord. May we have just just an incredible time hearing from you as Jared and the team lead us in this song. It's your name we pray, amen. worship through our tithes and our offerings here at LifePoint Church. There's a few different ways that you can give. Um, you can give if you're here in person. Um, on your way out, there's a basket um, and some envelopes. You can give in person that way. Um, if you want to fill, fill out your name on the envelope, you can do that. The pens are sanitized by Amelia herself, who is a tad bit OCD like her dad, so it's good. She got it good. So whenever you fill that out, though, go ahead and drop the pen in the basket with the envelope so that no one double uses that. Uh, we greatly appreciate that. Also, you can tithe by going to our website. Top right-hand corner is an online giving button. Um, if you click that, it takes you to a safe and secure place where you can give. Um, you can utilize text to give by texting the amount to the number 84321. Or, as I said last week, um, you can download the Church Center app um, either on um, Android or Apple platforms, um, and you can give straight from that. So once you get into that, you'll have to search um, LifePoint Church, it'll come up, and then once you get an account set up and logged in, it is smooth as can be. Um, you can sign up for things that we have coming up, like Starting Point um, or groups coming up this summer. Um, it's just going to be kind of your one-stop shop um, for all things LifePoint. So make sure you check that out if you haven't, but that is honestly the easiest and the cleanest way to give. That's how I give. Um, it's super smooth. So, But however you choose to give, uh, we're just thankful that you're a part of uh, what God is doing here at LifePoint Church, and you're on mission, 
and you're following his lead and just giving back a portion of what it is that he's blessed you with. So thank you so much for doing that. Um, and we will do our best, as we said, to follow God's lead and to lead well. So um, thank you so much for that. Um, as I mentioned, starting point, if you're new to LifePoint Church or newer um, over the past year or two because of COVID, everything's been wild. Um, so um, we on June 8th, we have Starting Point coming up, and it's going to be here at the church at 6 p.m. Um, you can go on that church center app, and you can go to groups, and you'll find it there, and you can sign up for it. And so it's a great way we can communicate back and forth as we lead up to that group. So, But if you're newer to LifePoint, I really encourage you to do that. Um, if for some reason you can't um, be here for that, or if you're online, and um, you're online because you just, you're, you're high risk, or you're just not comfortable yet coming and being in person, that's fine. We're going to have a Zoom link. For that as well so that you can join us via zoom so we don't want anyone to miss out on that so that's june 8th go to um, uh, the church center download that follow the steps and get signed up for that it'll be awesome so other than that thank you all so so much for being here with us we love you all um, we're so thankful for you again like i said we are us and the leadership team we honor you all you all are amazing so we love you we'll see you next week make sure you bring a friend or two or invite a friend or two to join online we love you and we'll see you then all right, thank you all so much for being here with us once again for LifePoint Online. If this is your first time here with us, thank you all so much for being here and hanging out with us and checking out LifePoint Church. If you'd like more information or if you have any questions, you can either drop a comment below or you can visit us on our website or any of our social media platforms. And if you have questions, just go ahead and ask and someone from our team will get back with you as soon as we possibly can. Also, if you want to continue to worship um, with your tithes and your offerings, or if you just simply want to give to LifePoint Church, you can head over to our website. It's lpc502.com. In the top right-hand corner is an online giving button. If you click it, it takes you to a safe and secure place where you can give. You can also begin to text to give by texting the amount that you want to give to the number 84321. But however you choose to give, we're just so thankful and humbled by the fact that you're on mission and that you're giving back just a portion of what it is that God has blessed you with. Again, thank you all so much for being here with us today. We hope that you'll join us in connecting and doing life online throughout the week. And until next Sunday, we'll see you later. Have a great one.